0: You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
1: Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. Some say fall is their favorite time of year, and this fall, there are now updated COVID-19 booster shots designed to help protect against COVID-19 variants. If you've had your primary series, schedule an updated COVID-19 booster shot appointment as soon as you're eligible, and don't forget to enjoy the foliage sponsored by Pfizer and BioNTech.
2: 17 weeks, four quarters, 60 minutes, and it all leads up to one winning try.
3: Welcome, everybody, to the Winning Drive podcast. I am Rita Hubbard, co-host of Baltimore Postgame Uncensored on 105.7 The Fan. Here with my guy, Cordell Woodland from Shaking It Up Sports and the Ravens reporter at 105.7 The Fan. And Ravens lose to the Jaguars. (laughs) Uh, 27-28? 28-27? However you like to put it. Whatever. Doesn't matter. Ravens lost, and Cordell and I talked about this on our last podcast. We really had some reservations about this game. Um, The Jaguars, while not good from a record standpoint, have um, tried to play against, you know, better teams. We know what they did against the Chargers. I thought that they played really well against the chiefs, even though they lost that game and Ravens um, won three games in a row. Just felt like the Jaguars coming off of that bye and with the holiday season in full swing that the Ravens were in prime position to drop this game. And unfortunately, Cordell and I were right. So let's start with defense, Cordell. Um, <laughs> this is a, a, a the side of the ball that in recent weeks, it felt like we worried about the less. And it turns out that we should have still been very concerned about what was going on defensively. Because for whatever reason, they didn't get off the bus uh, on Sunday's game. And it appears that the Jaguars knew this. And, you know, here we are What <coughs> it is? Trevor Lawrence, 321 yards, three touchdowns. Zay Jones, 11 receptions. 175 yards and so obviously we know how this game ended third and 21 they found a way to give up 16 of that 21 they go forward on fourth down fourth and five they convert and then the rest is history they go down the field get a touchdown and then we get a two-point conversion to win the football game so uh Cordell when you were watching this because I personally felt like this defense was off all game. Um, they tried this they, in the beginning, they, 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 they were doing some things, but ultimately I think that the Jaguars kind of changed some things up a little bit. I felt like that they found ways to get the ball out of their hands quicker, which in some ways alluded uh, kind of made the pass rush um, non-effective. Um, and then you have the the situation with the secondary, you um, just not doing too good, and it was just a recipe for disaster, basically.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean Jacksonville. Credit to them. Trevor Lawrence came out and he had a great day. Like you said, over three hundred yards passing, three touchdowns. Zay Jones was his guy. Uh, Eleven catches on fourteen targets, one hundred forty-five yards. I mean, and a lot of that was against guys like Brandon Stevens, uh Marlon Humphrey. I mean, uh, uh, I'm not Marlon. Uh, Marcus Peters. Um, And the Ravens did kind of what I expected them to do. They had Marlon really on Christian Kirk a lot and didn't hear a lot from Christian Kirk throughout this game until the end. But Zay Jones, he really kept them in, in the game and Trevor Lawrence, credit to him. I mean, he took some shots throughout this game. He took some sacks at moments. He didn't look great, but for the most part he did his thing in this one. And, for the Ravens you didn't see the pass rush that we're used to seeing in the past specifically on the third downs the third downs the 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 uh, Jaguars are really able to kind of make their money uh out there as far as pass rush now they may not have Uh, converted on a lot of those third downs but it was just the fact that the Ravens weren't being able to get the pass get the pressure on obvious pass downs that they've been getting over the last couple of weeks and I think as the game went on it started to bite them a little bit um and yeah I mean I, I really think the injury to Travis Etienne was almost like a blessing in disguise you thought so you thought yeah, I mean it, it was a blessing in disguise for Jacksonville. We thought it would be a help, a boost for the Ravens, but it ended up going against them. And I think this game really showed how much teams really game plan for a specific player, and when that player is isn't in the game anymore, and somebody else uh, replaces them, somebody that you don't have a lot of film on, you see how it can affect the defense. They they didn't know what to expect from DeMichael Hasty. They didn't know how the Jaguars were going to use him. And credit to the Jaguars, they basically used uh Hasty as if he was ETN. I mean, everything yeah. they did with ETN, they did it with Hasty. Uh and the Ravens really had no answer for it. I I, I think you obviously saw the the huge drop off as well from the Kyle Hamilton we've been seeing over the last couple of weeks. To the Brandon Stevens that we saw out there in this game, Brandon no. Stevens, albeit he's there in coverage, but he's not making a play on the ball. He's tackling the guy after the after the receiver makes the catch. It doesn't really serve you any purpose uh, when when that's the when that's the case. And I'm not acting like Kyle Hamilton is some uh, shut down defender or anything like that. But you can you can clearly see how his length was missed in this game. They, they absolutely cover as much field. I think in this game without Kyle Hamilton. So, you know, it, it'll be back to the drawing board for them. But I mean, that last drive was, was really tough to watch the, to, to watch Jacksonville, just literally get everything they wanted on that last drive up the field was, was kind of crazy. And all right, I get it. You're, you're in somewhat of a prevent defense. You're not letting them beat you over the top but you're giving up chunk play after chunk play. And then you get, you look and now you're in the red zone and okay. This is the area where you think you're just going to lock them down. And then there it is. You know, Peters gets beat over there by Marvin Jones, who makes a heck of a grab, whether people want to debate whether he got his leg down in bounds or not. It's a waste of time to be honest with you. doesn't I mean, even matter. It is what it is. Uh, at this point, I, I just, I'm not overly concerned about this defense going forward, though. Um, I I do think that Marlon Humphrey getting hurt in the back end of this game played a huge factor. Uh, Christian Kirk, all of a sudden, you started hearing his name on that last drive. Um, You started seeing the ball go in in areas that they weren't going before Marlon Humphrey was out of the game. So I think once Marlon's back out there, hopefully Kyle Hamilton's able to return at some point. And – this, you know, they were due. We've been saying that. I mean, they, they were due as a team, they were due, but even defensively, they were due. They they have been playing lights out over the last month or so. Um, they had looked dominant. I don't I, I, I think that they are a really good unit. I don't know if they're as good as they've shown themselves to be over these last couple of weeks. So this was the trap game that we were expecting. Um, I wish I didn't change my pick as much as I did throughout the week, but yeah, I, I should have stuck with my gut because the Jags gave the Ravens the fight that we expected.
3: Exactly. I, I, I you know, look, third and 21 is embarrassing. Yeah. Um, and that's an understatement. Uh, you cannot be in a position where you give up 16 of those 21 yards. So then you make fourth down um, a manageable down for the Jags. And, um, I I just don't understand, you know, how you really just like you said, I am not a fan of prevent at all. Um, I think that you have to put pressure on a quarterback in that type of situation. And statistically, it shows that, you know, Trevor Lawrence does not bode well under pressure. Um, I think I saw something about he had one touchdown and six interceptions um, under pressure. So, you know, I don't understand why you don't use that, particularly when your secondary is not having the best of days. Right. Um, typically, Mike McDonald is I, I try to give him his flowers because I think that he, he does well. Um, but this to me was a, a more poorly called game. And let's just call it it was poorly called. Lack of execution was there, um, and that is what led to what we saw today, which is the 28 points. And, you know, uh, it's interesting because the Ravens really don't have a, a lot of depth in the secondary at the, at the defensive back position. They do have guys, but they right. lack experience. Mm-hmm. So you have uh, – someone asked – well, where was Pepe Williams? I'm not really sure if you if Pepe Williams was that much of an upgrade from Brandon Stevens that you like to think. A rookie? let start there. So th- the experience is not there. Brandon Stevens has at least been here. You know, he was here last year. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't have Jalen Auburn Davis available. You still don't have Marcus Williams. Cal Hamilton was not playing. And Marcus Peters is pretty much done as a Raven, I'd like to think. Um, he's a free agent. He has not played well this year. Has he had moments where he's made plays? Yes. Has he played well overall? No. And so when you're not putting pressure on the quarterback, then yes, those guys are going to make plays simply because your secondary. Oh, and by the way, Marcus Peters was banged up a little bit um, in, in the game. Those guys are not playing well. Chuck Clark did not have a good game. Uh, the touchdown to the running back, although we watch Marcus Peters do absolutely nothing about it. Chuck Clark should have come over and and helped uh, and, and handled that situation. So, you know, I just do not understand why every down, every other down, you're not in Trevor Lawrence's face. I can't understand that for the life of me, why you're not always putting pressure on him, particularly when statistics say that he does not hold well under pressure. And I would love, I, I don't, I did not hear um, anyone ask that question to the coach, but I would love to know the answer to that.
1: Yeah. I, I thought this would be, the, the Ravens aren't a typical aren't typically a heavy blitz defense this year, uh, you know, under, under Mike McDonald, but I did expect for them to be a little more aggressive in that department this week against uh, Trevor Lawrence, just because, like you said, we know his struggles against the pressure. But they have been so good at getting pressure with just four, you know, and and not having to really blitz a lot of guys, maybe four or five at times. Uh, But that wasn't the case in this game today. And I really think it started to cost them as the game went on. And we've seen Mike McDonald make adjustments all season that have worked but we didn't really see the adjustments made i mean it was clear that the jaguars are the are the are, were the coaching staff that went into the locker room at halftime and came up with a, a new game plan that the ravens couldn't handle i mean and it was really on both sides of the ball Yeah, uh, i thought uh jacksonville just really took it to them and when they needed it they got it uh i i I mean, we'll talk about the offense in a little bit. The defense (laughs) had their issues, no doubt about it. The defense was not great today. I still believe that the defense played well enough to win. You Um, do? I do. I do think that the defense played well enough to win. I thought that they were put in unfortunate situations against a team that they had no business uh, being in those situations. And they should have been playing with possibly a 17-point lead at worst and they weren't. They were playing in a one-score game the entire game. And when you when you do that, you open the door for things to happen, just like what we saw happen at the back end of that game. Uh, you open the door for Trevor Lawrence to get in a rhythm. Granted, the Ravens forced them to be one-dimensional. I mean, there was really no run game from the Jaguars to really speak of in this game. It, they really just came out and threw the ball all over the field on them. And we haven't seen them look that that bad against the pass in weeks it's been a yeah. it's been a while um so i i don't know i think it was a combination of them definitely not executing the coaching staff not adjusting but also i i thought that the offense put them in some really bad situations as well
3: yeah i mean you know it, it, it's funny because the narrative is going to continue that this is another game in which the fourth quarter it was a meltdown um from uh the ravens Uh, In terms of giving up points, but, you know, we're going to ignore, you know, the Gus Edwards fumble and all of those things that kind of put them in really uncharacteristic positions late in the game. still doesn't negate how I feel about that third and 21. um, I'm disgusted. I'm disgusted. Uh, I think you. Uh, I think that you know that's ridiculous. I, I am. I am Cordell. You laughing at me? I'm disgusted. Okay. No defense that has played as well as they've had over the last few weeks should allow a third and twenty-one to happen. None. Right. And so um, you you have to be held accountable in that regard. Uh, no, you didn't lose the game, but you, you played somewhat, somewhat of a role because when it was your time to step up and make a play. You didn't do it, and that's what it boils down to. And then here we are, um, not only with the touchdown, but with the two point conversion as well to end the game. So defense did not play well.
1: No, I mean they didn't. They I, they they don't get. I don't know. I, I'm I'm conflicted. I, I think well, you conflicted about friend. I, I'm conflicted a little bit. I don't think that the defense played well. I want to stress that. I don't think that they play. It was their best game, but I I, I do think that. That they played good enough to win a football game, not saying dominate the game, but I feel like that they could have won this game with the performance that the defense put forth, and that's with them giving up three passing touchdowns. The turnover, the turnovers weren't there the way that they've been in the last couple of weeks. That was a big thing. The Ravens have really relied on the turnovers on this defense this year, and credit to Trevor Lawrence, he was you know, he only gave them one. So, uh, I, 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 I still think that. They were good enough to win the game, but definitely not their best
3: performance. Definitely not their best performance.
0: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget.